Welcome back, everybody. Welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome back, man. No pressure, no diamonds. My name is Alex Rose. We got my boy Thomas Solano, and we uh, we got a guest in the building today. In the special building. guest. In the building. In the building. <laughs> in the building. I'm yes, the I'm, I'm in the building. I made it in the building. Corey with well, the hat. Corey. That's right. <laughs> Corey with the hat. As you see, man. Man, it's a pleasure to have you, man. Welcome. Oh, thank you. Thank you. This is a long time coming. Man, has it been? Coming. Has it been, man? It's, you know, it's it's just it's just amazing, man. Just to get people together, man. Have good conversations. Yep. Um, you know, we got some. I got we got some good stuff to talk about today. So it'll be yeah. real interesting. Some stuff is gonna come off the top of the head. We, we like to do a lot. We like to do. It's all you know, good. A lot it's of stuff good. off the top, man. So just to uh, let everybody know, please smash that like button, comment, subs- you know, subscribe, uh, share, of course. Um, well, we're gonna share everybody's. Uh, everybody's uh, platforms as well and we have some amazing things to talk about next we got a we got a book to talk about today ah. too you know which is gonna be which is gonna be real great Love it. but uh but man let's go ahead and uh and jump this thing off man and, uh so Corey, uh you know I, I was just well first first things first how are things going with you <laughs> how are things going that's a good question. Good that's question. A, that's, a, that's a broad question. You know? Um, so we could, we could <laughs> go, go all over the place. Kinds of different yeah, we, go, we go all over the place. Man. So, uh, you know, blessed. You know, overall blessed. Um, you know, obviously this past year, 2020 was crazy for everybody. True. Um, and still in 2021, we know we're, we're not out of it yet. But I'm thankful, you know, my wife, my two children, I have a, a 13-year-old son and a 12 12 a seven-year-old daughter i'm growing her up already right <laughs> which probably Man. acts like a 12 year old right. they mature no, she, a little bit she quicker. acts like a 27 year old that's <laughs> what it is <laughs> but uh you know you know they're healthy you know uh we've been blessed and you know we haven't gotten sick during this whole craziness mm. um so I'm, I'm thankful you know and, and even though it's been tough the thing that i have to say is that some Believe it or not, some good things came out of it. You know, uh, for me and my wife, you know, we we spent a lot more time together than we have in the past because, sure. you know, we're used to playing tag team. Like, OK, I'm home. You go to work. You go to work. I'm home. This, that, and the other. But, you know, we were at home. So it was great to, you know, really get to know the family as a whole, you know. And then from that, also business came out of it as well. You know, so I'll say overall, it's been a good thing. Well, well, dive into it a little bit more because I, I wanted to know. I, I I mean, I was on your Instagram. I was yeah. kind of like stalking a little bit okay. and stuff. And it, no pun intended, but you wear many hats, right? <laughs> many hats. Uh, so, so author, um, consultant, yes. coach, speaker, um, but then also still kind of dabbling in the corporate world. Is that accurate? Yes. yes. Okay. True, D- true. Tell us a little bit about. So I. And this is actually just to tell you a little background. That's how Alex and I met. We met at the Coffee Bean and Tea Leaf uh, company I've been with for years. Um, I used to run one of the stores locally, and Alex came in one day as you know, regular customer. Sure, you know, all, stay regular. Yeah, <laughs> all the girls like him when he came in. Just let you know that. Uh, Don't tell my wife, man. Don't he's got a ring on it. He's got a ring. <laughs> This is before. <laughs> I haven't been there in a couple of years. I heard <laughs> so, um, so what happened was I just really I liked his energy, right? And and he can attest to this. I 
I said, you know, after I introduced myself, I was like, yo, I mean, I'm Corey, you know, what's your name, man? Alex, Alex. Okay, cool. You know, he gets his ice blended and all that. And um, and then I was like, um, yo, I'm you know. I'm judging right now, bro. <laughs> he, like, he, like, yeah, okay. he like, grow up. He like, grow up, Alex. <laughs> 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 it's a cookies and cream. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, so anyway, I... Um, you know, I, you know, exchange numbers. I was like, yo, you know, let's, you know, connect, you know, because I, I really like this vibe. Sure. And, um, you know, I really am big on, you know, connecting with like minded people and something about him just stood out to me. And I was like, this guy is sharp, you know, and, uh, you know, we connected and um, from there, you know, built the relationship. I still continued to work at Coffee Bean, but I wanted to still kind of connect with some business people. I wanted to start getting my speaking going and consulting, and I knew I needed to network with some people, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and because of that, I was able to meet some 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 great people just through Alex and the team and everything. And so, started speaking. I was able to do some speaking online. I started consulting this year. Had the family. I started speaking in my company doing you know speeches at my company and then outside of the company so yes juggling a lot of hats because i know that there's a goal the ultimate goal is financial freedom that's what it is for me okay and so i wanted to just put that in you know and get that going so i can be free sure well why is that important oh man i'm gonna tell you like this i honestly believe that you know being financially free will give you your time as well right and and I believe if I had to pick between finance and time, I'm definitely going with time because I want to spend more time with the family. I want to be able to take them out on trips. You know, haven't been able to do that because I'm constantly working, right? You know, one day I would be able to go to Jamaica, you know, right. and the Bahamas and all that. But, you know, I figured that I'm going to put in this time now, do all the things that I can do that I have control over, generate as much money as I can so I can get that time back so I can spend it with the family. Yeah. Yeah, the front loaded, right? I read I read something the other day that um, actually it might have been this morning, but it said um, like there's a price to pay for easy, right? Like mm. everybody wants like <laughs> ease, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, but the price to pay is that it has to be hard first. Yes, meaning whether that's hard work or you know overcoming adversity or whatever the case may be. But um, I love that you said that because it's the same reason why I'm on the journey that I'm on too as well as man, I want freedom of time. I want control of schedule and stuff. Yeah. So I, I, I totally relate to that. You on, you had a post um, and it said, you were talking about the importance of goals and vision, mm-hmm. but you said something that I'd never heard before. And I want you to elaborate on it. Uh, at the end, you said like, have these goals, but make them plain. Uh, what does that mean? Write the vision, make it plain. So basically, you know, it actually comes from the Bible, you know, we all have, you know, we, we always hear, you know, you know, you know, right, you know, have a vision. A lot of entrepreneurs are visionaries, mm-hmm. right? Most of them are. Right. And when it comes to achieving goals, we want to write those down. But a lot of times what happens is we will write it down in a notebook and we'll close it. And we don't look at that that notebook again. You know, we we never get back to it. So what was the point of writing it down? So the purpose, if you want to achieve goals, is to not only write it down, but you want to put it up so you can constantly see what you have written. You know, the more and more you see those goals, the more and more those goals start to come to fruition. So I say, you know, not only write it in a notebook, but write it on a post-it, you know, put it on the refrigerator, put it on the mirror, you know, put it in your car. Everywhere you go, you want to constantly look because 
I believe that thoughts become things, right? And the more that you're seeing something, the more that you think about it, the more that those things will start to come to fruition. So that's mm. what I meant by that. Write it down, make it plain. Yeah. Okay. Oh, it sounded, it sounded like it went out for a second. Okay. No, I appreciate you. I appreciate you saying that. Do you also um, uh, practice the um, the art of like affirmation? So not only writing it and reading it, but actually saying, saying it. it. Yes. You know what? I didn't. I didn't really start doing affirmations until probably about, and I'm be completely transparent here, three months ago. Okay. Probably about three months ago. And the reason I never, I never, even though I've heard about affirmations and, you know, singing it and all that, I just never did it. But then what I, what I realized, I started paying attention to successful people and where they are. And I started to research what they do. And I said, okay, if say an example, Steve Harvey, right? If he's has all this success and he's, he's saying, you know, write it down. He's saying, you know, you got to speak it, say it, you know, and, and I'm listening to all these other successful business people. I was like, you know what? I'm going to copy them. So I started, I just recently started affirmations and started saying it and looking in the mirror and saying who, who I am. Mm. You know, I am successful. I am a businessman. Speak right. as if. That's yep. right. That's right. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So I just started doing it. But, and I honestly believe it. Since I've done that, it's like, I, this may sound kind of corny, but it's like magic. Believe it or not, man, it's kind of yeah. crazy because things actually started happening. You know, literally over the last couple of days, things started happening that I couldn't believe. So, yes, I truly believe not only writing it, but speaking it as well. Right. Cool. Yeah, speaking I think it. speaking it, man, because your belief level, you know, <laughs> Because what you say can counteract what you think. So say if you know if you have a bad thought, you know I think from uh, from one of our mentors is yeah, this a lot. You know, it's the um, it's not the it's not really intelligence. It's the it's the thinking that guides the intelligence. Mm -hmm. um, but when you speak out loud, so you can have a bad thought. So you can have a bad you know it could be anything. It could be somebody cut you off on the on oh, the street, right? So right. somebody cuts you off driving driving on the street. And you could say, you know, you could think, man, this mother, <laughs> you know, you could think that. Right. But he'd be like, right. man, at least I'm trying, I'm getting home safe. Yep. I'm not an accident. Man, I feel so good right now. Yeah. So just imagine every time something like that happened or if every time something, you know, didn't go your way and you had a bad thought. But if you said something that um, counteracted that, that was like a, a yin to the yang of that, right. of that bad thought, right. you could really train your thinking to, for those bad those bad thoughts would start subsiding you know over time you know, which would be kind of interesting have you guys ever heard of uh, you know if i believe it i can achieve it mm -hmm. you guys heard that right yeah i you know recently i'll say probably mm, again probably over the last few months you know I, i've always heard if you believe it you can achieve it right but that seems so cliche because a lot of people will say it and I, I started to think a little bit deeper about believing it and achieving it. And what I discovered that there's there's some steps in between the believing part and the achieving part that no one really talks about, right? Because what it is, is 
<laughs> right, right. It's trust. And so, and again, it goes to what I was saying a little bit earlier. Like when it came to the believing part. So, yes, I do believe it, right? But the next step after the believing part is the thoughts. Like I said, the thoughts. You got to think it. You got to, you got to constantly think about where you want to go. After the thinking is the action. Those thoughts, if you're constantly thinking, you're constantly saying affirmations, you're constantly writing down the vision, you're constantly looking at it, it will cause you to act in the direction that you need to go. And an example of that is say, you know, it's going to cause you to stay up a little bit later to, you know, do some some research. It's going to cause you to send that email when you don't want to send the email. It's going to cause you, cause you to uh, to make that that sales call when you weren't really thinking about, but you're constantly thinking about, it's like, let me go ahead and make one more call, right? Just one more, baby. One more call. So then you got not only the thoughts, you have the action. And then after the action, what's important is your environment. You got to be around the right people, right? Mm. You got to be around people that are where you want to be, where you are or where you want to be. And on the flip side of that, you may have to cut off some people. Sure. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? So you mm. got to surround yourself. Your environment needs to be around the people that where you want to be. If you want to be a, a successful business per- person, you need to be around successful business people. You want to be a millionaire? Surround yourself around some people that are making millions. Mm-hmm. That's what's going to cause you to achieve what you're believing. But most importantly, though, is the accountability. <laughs> when you surround yourself around the people or where you want to be, they're going to hold you accountable. They're going to they're gonna check on you. They're right. going to ask, you know, have you made that phone call? Hey, how many people did you talk to today? Did you send out that email? Did you write that chapter? Right? You say you want to write a book. Where are you on, the, on your book? Yeah. They're going to hold you accountable. And then what happens is the achieving part. So no one talks about those steps in between. They just say, if you believe it, you can achieve it. But it's all those steps in between that can help you get to the achievement. Yeah, there uh, there was a clip that I watched with um, it was Oprah and she was interviewing Jim Carrey and mm. she asked him about how he kind of had this crazy success and and she kind of knew the backstory so um, try to make a long story short basically he wrote himself a ten million dollar check yeah. are you familiar no, with this yeah. clip oh, yeah. yeah oh yeah and he puts it in his wallet and um, and so she's asking him like so there was manifestation there was an attraction that like you were practicing. Um, and he said, yeah, but I want you to understand that it wasn't just manifestation. Like, I didn't write the check, put it in my wallet, and then go make a sandwich, right? Like, you had to go to work. Um, and I think that all of that stuff, like writing it down and saying it, you know, understanding the human mind being a memory bank, essentially, but yeah. it's programmable right? Um, as far as what you put in there. I think once we start to do that a little bit more, um, there's there's things that happen that we're more aware of yes when we've spoke our goals and things like that or somebody's very specific that we're looking for an opportunity because i think that they're always around us and present but we're not always open to them and so when we start to speak them right they start to present themselves and then the opportunity to take action arises and there's more of a willingness to do so that's right because you because you've spoken it you said it you said it i mean you know we we say that uh uh what is it uh when they say preparation meets opportunity what they call that luck right Right. luck oh that's preparation meets opportunity well i believe that the opportunity is already there like you said but once you become aware 
then you start to see it. It's just like buying that new car, right? You got that black Lexus. You're like, oh man, this is nice. But then every time you stop at that stoplight, you see another black Lexus. You see another <laughs> black Lexus. It's like all these black Lexus are there the whole time. They were always there. It's just that we weren't aware of them. Right. So when you become more aware, then you start to see those opportunities. Yeah. It's interesting what they call it, the reticular activation yes. system. That's, That's it, it, man. Yeah, the RAS. And, you know, which, yeah, that, that's interesting. I was just, the people, like I said, the people are always around just, just making it, you know, just becoming aware. Now, where yeah. did you, now, where did you get the, the kind of the thought and the idea to get into the coaching and personal health, you know, and yeah. um, personal, development. You know, personal development? So what, what made you, um, you know, feel like get into that field? You know, I've always been the one that everyone would go to whenever they had questions, wanted advice, uh, be it finances or relationship, you know, it's just, they always just came to me. So one day I decided, and this happened in 2020 is when I decided that, okay, I think I want to be a, like a certified coach. Right. So I did my research and researched a lot of coaches out there. Um, got certified. And then I say, because if people are already coming to me anyway, it may be kind of smart to monetize that, right? You know, I I mean, I love giving advice and giving free advice, but then as I did more research, I started realizing that people are making a lot of money giving advice. Mm -hmm. I, I didn't know that. I did not know that. And so that's when I decided that because people will come to me anyway, I realized, and as I prayed on it, that this is actually my purpose. You know, I had a passion, and that's what actually brought me to L.A. and brought me to California because I, I was very passionate about being in the entertainment industry. Okay, you know, I was as a, as an actor, so that's what brought me to L.A. back in the late '90s. Um, I wanted to be a star, right? I wanted to have my star on the Walk of Fame and my name in lights, and and so that's what brought me here. But what I discovered was that even though I was passionate about acting, that passion brought me to my purpose of helping and serving others. And that serving others is by mentoring, coaching, managing, helping others. That's what I just naturally do. So when I figured out that, oh, this is what I just naturally do, what I don't even have to think about it, let me get certified in that and then make a business out of it. And that's how the personal development coach. Okay. I see you wear, because I see you have a shirt, man. It says purpose over purpose over passion. Yeah. So what drove that, that philosophy? So again, um, I'll tell you just a quick story. So I I went to school in North Carolina. Uh, I went to North Carolina A&T in Greensboro, North Carolina. I graduated in chemical engineering. And the only reason I went to school and, and, majored in that is because of my parents you know my mom wanted me to go to school she i think that's most students (laughs) especially in our generation right um so i went to school and i had to decide okay well what i'm gonna major well engineering i'm kind of smart in math and science okay i'll do engineering okay what part of engineering well at the time during that time chemical engineering was the one that made the most money so i decided i'm going chemi make the most money Fast forward, I graduated, walked across the stage. My mom was so happy. I got my degree. 
you know, I walked over to her, gave her a big hug, and I and I gave her that degree, and I said, Mom, this is for you. I'm moving to Hollywood to pursue my passion. <laughs> now, I probably shouldn't have said that at that time because uh, <laughs> that was real bad time. When I look back, I'm like, dang, I should have said it right then. You should have waited until after the dinner. I should have. After graduation not, dinner. Not <laughs> right in the heat of the moment. Like, we go home. Right. <laughs> you know? So I did that. Of course, she was crushed. Um, but I was had a passion for acting. You know, that's where I wanted to be. So I told her that I'm moving to Hollywood to pursue my dreams. I saved up some money, drove 3,000 miles from North Carolina to L.A. and started acting. And... But even though I've been in the industry, I've been in the industry a long time. I actually started as a kid in Chicago. But but when I got to L.A. in 97, I started doing a few little gigs here and there. I did a little episode of Moesha with Brandy and then and I did The Parkers with Monique. And I did uh, House, which was on Fox, the medical drama. I did all that. I remember House, man. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I did that. I had a little episode. Of, I mean... My lines got cut, but I still was in it, right? Right. Hey. <laughs> I still get a check. You was there. <laughs> but but what I realized though, even though I used to work really, really, really hard, like like I would get a script and I would break it down. I'll get the backstory, I'll cross out stuff, and I was like, create this character, and I would go out on auditions and I wouldn't get the job. And a couple of my boys, specifically one of my boys, he would go out on the same type of auditions and he would always book the job, but he never worked as hard as I did. He, he would not break down the scripts. He'll get it, look at it five minutes and then go in audition and book the job. Right. And, and one day I asked him because I was in a theater company. I was in two acting classes. I had professional photographer, took pictures, headshots. He had no acting classes. He had, no theater company. He would go on auditions and give Xerox copies of his headshot and still book the job. So one day I asked him, I said, what is it that you're doing that makes you, you know, book these jobs? Like what, like, what do you do? And he was like, man, Cole, like when I go in, I just, I just do me. I didn't want to hear that. Like I, I wanted to know step by step, like, when you walk in the room, do you say hi to the director first? And then you look at the producer, like, do you speak a certain way? Because in my mind, I was thinking that if I did what he did, I would book the jobs too. Well, you were thinking like an engineer. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> I was trying to break it down. Yeah. <laughs> and so, and so, but what I understood, you know, years later is that he wasn't lying when he said he was just being him. Mm -hmm. He was being him. It was just that he was naturally gifted and talented and, him being him booked the role i was trying to be him mm -hmm. you know mm. it's it's like wow I, I naturally write with my right i'm right-handed i naturally write with my right hand but when you're writing you know are you right-handed mm -hmm. you're right-handed left-handed you're left-handed Ooh, check this out so if i ask you to write your name right you'll get a pen you write your name right you wouldn't even think about it same with you you'll write your name wouldn't even think about it. you've done it thousands of times but if I said, now take that pen and put it in your opposite hand and write your name, you're going to think about it a little bit. It's a little bit harder, yeah. right? You, you, There's a focus. You, you're focused. You're concentrating. You're working hard. Mm -hmm. And that was me acting. I was focused. I was concentrating, trying to get the job. I got it done. It just wasn't as good. 
Just like you can write your name with your opposite hand, it just may not be as good, right? right? Mm. So if you and Alex go into the room and to audition for a role, Alex is just being him. He books the job. Both you guys were writing your name. It's just that they wanted someone that wrote with their left hand. That's why he got it, because he naturally did it. That wouldn't happen for real, something like that. <laughs> <laughs> Man, I'm going in there. So long story short, <laughs> my passion, <laughs> even though I was passionate about acting, it led me to being my leading me to my purpose. So that's where I get the passion over purpose. Because just because you're passionate about something doesn't mean you're necessarily called to do that thing. Mm. So that's where that comes from. Dang. So I was so I wasn't supposed to be in the NBA, then I guess I was <laughs> I could have told you that. Like, hey, there's a few we things you need. Quick twenty one, dude. I could have told you that. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. No, that, that's a cycle, man. And I think that's there's a lot of folks out like I mean, there's millions of people they fly to LA all the time. Man. You know? You you look at American Idol, those first two weeks of American Idol. You you see those singers in front of Simon and everybody else, they they singing their heart out, but they can't sing. Right. They're passionate. Well, a lot of people lied to them too, though, man. I see some of those auditions. Oh, yeah. They're like, who told you to come down here and try for this? Like, my, my, my best friend. Like, yeah. exactly. That's not a good friend. Right. <laughs> like, right. That's not. That's man. not. They just wanted to record that episode, man. Put me on there. Well, I mean, there's a level of wishful thinking and, you know, reality and stuff. And I think some people are so out of touch with reality. And, you know, they, they go out and they try those things and it's just not very likely. Right? Especially things that are most, I would say, I'm not going to say it's like, you know, I would things like acting, singing, um, sports. Prof- you know, sports. There's a lot of naturally just God-given talent that has to be already in somebody. Right. That, you know, hard work will put them, will take them to... You know, just in, like if say somebody was insanely talented but had the same work level that you did, oh, man. like if a friend had the same level of work uh, level that you did, you know, you might be on the boy. side of it. You know, what I mean? it's, it's supposed to be on the side of a somewhere. Right. You know, right. if it already is. I right. Don't know. Right. It, it is. But <laughs> do, do you think? And and this isn't directed towards you, but um, do you think that some people want that? for the wrong reasons like they want to be the sports star or whatever for the wrong reasons like i i I have this weird thing where i'm like i think everybody needs a certain level of ego and pride and stuff but i think there's there's points where it's unhealthy and, and and doesn't serve you and i think that do you do you believe that there's people that try to go after those things for the wrong reasons oh for sure and that's why they don't succeed like they could have all of the skill but they still fall short because the reason is not. That's a good, actually, you know what? That's a good question. Um, but I do think that people go out for the wrong reasons. You know, they just want just the fame and just right. the women and or the men or whatever that is. Um, so, yeah. And, and sometimes even though they're very talented and also too, when it comes to the, in the, in the entertainment industry and any other industry, you want to be around people that are likable. You know, you want because mm-hmm. you're going to be working on a set for three months. You want to make sure that I like this guy or this girl. And if they have those egos and they're, they're nasty, I know for a fact that there are producers and directors that are hired the next best person 
because they didn't want to work with that lead person for that long. Mm. So you got to have all that stuff in check when you in any field you go into because right. people, man, you want to be around good people, just good people. You know, people that are, you know, are have gratitude and and that are friendly and nice and have great work ethic and morals and values. If you don't have that, it's, it's not going to go so far. I don't care how talented you are. People don't want to be around you. Right. That's mm. what I feel. Dang, gotta be likable. Sorry. Tom. Yeah. I know, man. There's no hope for me. I might as well throw in the towel. <laughs> nah, man, but, but that's huge. You know, I wanted to dive into some, to some to appreciate the, uh, appreciate the insight on that. Cause that was, <laughs> you know, hard work could get you, you know, shoot. You could be, man, could be the best, you know, four foot two, you know, basketball player in the world, man. Yeah. But you, you know, you can't grow. You can't teach yourself to hey, grow. There's five only feet. one Muggsy Bogues, my guy. Right, right, right. <laughs> you know, only one of those. So, who who are some of your top influences? Uh, you know, and you know, for some of your growth development, like who are some of your top influences that you kind of derive? Um, you know, to, yeah. to get influenced by. You know, um, so I, you know, I, I follow a lot of the the motivational speakers. You know, um, I'm a big ET fan et hip-hop preacher huge he's the one that inspired me to go into coaching so that actually i that's who i got certified by the eta team so i'm a part of that family um and so not only him but then i you know believe it or not you know the oprah winfrey's i mean i'm from chicago so i grew up on my mom watching oprah winfrey when i was a kid and just to see what she does and what she has grown to be. I'm a huge fan and, and just can't believe just the success that she's had, but not only being successful, but what she's doing. And so I, I listen to a lot of things that she says. Um, so, you know, you got Oprah, you, you know, um, who else here? I got some of these, even these, some of these young, some young business guys, you know, that I like impressed with sometimes I'm, and I'm looking at them though. Like, I'm like, okay, if you could just s separate this part of it, but I, I focus on this part. Cause one, one young guy I've known for years, very talented business minded, business savvy. And like you say, you know, sometimes when you get around the wrong, it's all about the environment. You know, I'm like, oh man, you just stay in the right lane. Cause you're doing so well. And so, you know, I, I follow a lot of people and some people, if they start going in the direction that I'm not, you know, that doesn't align with me, I'm like, you know, I'm at the, I'm at to cut them off. You know, I can't, if, if they don't have the values that I have, mm -hmm. I'm at the, I'm at to cut them off, you know? So mm -hmm. I've, I've, I've done that just, that's through my growth, you know, not to say that I'm perfect cause I'm not perfect, but there's certain people that I want to be around. Um, you know, I've been married for 18 years, you know, so. Congratulations. Thanks. Absolutely. Thanks. So welcome to the club, too. So. Yeah, man, I've been married for a, a total of a month. <laughs> 18 days. <laughs> a little, give me a credit. Give me some credit, man. Give me some credit. We'll round, Just, up. We'll you know, round out to round up to a month and some, and, <laughs> yeah. and some baby change on the side of that. But, uh, so, but, yeah. but I aspire to be. You know, no, you, yeah, yeah, you, know you, you took a great step, and and like I said, you know, welcome to the family, you know, 
and you just want to continue to be around people that because you know that's that's a whole nother story. I don't even know where we're going to go there. You know, hey, we going to, everywhere over here. We man. go, we, we go there. Well. You know, all right. So when it comes to even when with relationships, right, and being married, it's a constant debate of should married people hang with single people and all that, right? Um, and I think you can. However, you know, if you're married, for me, and I can only speak from from uh, experience, you know, my best friend is my wife. Right. So if I'm going to if I'm going out, I want to kick it with my wife and go out. You know, I want to make sure that she's happy because a happy wife is a happy life. So I try my best to make sure that she's happy. And but we love spending time together. So I don't want to risk any, you know, issues coming in. So I, I do have my boys. It's just that we don't hang out as much. It has to be planned. I plan it out. I plan it out like, hey, hey, this is what. This is July now. So I'm like, hey, September 18th, we kicking it on September 18th. I plan it out and I let my wife know, hey, right. hey, I'm going. She's like, cool, go out with your boys. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah. Well, I think as men, we need that. Um, but uh, kind of like you, I, I have friends that are still single. Um, you know what's helped me? Because I think sometimes the fear is, is like, oh, they got different objective, mm-hmm. right? Oh, I might get myself into a sticky situation or whatever. And I don't know that that's true or not. Like, uh, you know, I, I like to think I got high integrity. But I think the challenge is, is, and this is in any relationship, whether you're going out with a single friend or a married friend, is a lot of times human nature want to vent. Yeah. And, um, the one thing that I don't do is talk about any issues between my wife and I with Smart somebody man. outside of our relationship, yes. you know, and, yep. and, uh, and I believe that she, that she does the same because a, a friend is going to want to validate yes. or show support. Mm-hmm. And sometimes actually probably almost all the time, the, uh, the support is not beneficial to strengthening your relationship. It's usually like, man, if I were you, I wouldn't deal with that. Or right. if I were you, you know what I mean? And yeah. so, oh, so you have to guard your relationship you and value <clears throat> and stuff. So you can do it, but like be very intentional or careful about like not breaking up. Yeah. You know, and, any issues in the home. Because the thing is in related to the, in, you know, in regards to that, um, if you do have an argument or, you know, things are kind of rough. Yes. You want to avoid speaking to other people about that because now they're going to start having perception about your spouse. Like, Oh, she's like that. And then when you get back, because you're going to get back together, you're going right, to, right, right. so now all of a sudden the friends or family members or whatever, looking at you, like, why are you still with her? You just said that you didn't like her because she did X, Y, Z. Right. But that's part of relationships. You're going to have your ups and downs. So that's why you want to keep that stuff in house. And it blows me away when people put stuff on Facebook and all that. The relationship. It's so crazy. I can't believe it. People. Like, I wouldn't say wild. anything to somebody about my wild. wife that I wouldn't say to her or I haven't said to her first. Right. You know what I mean? Like, and, and I think that's where people get in trouble. It's like. Novel. Nah, right I've, there. I've seen crazy. where um, a guy got in a altercation with his his you know lady it wasn't his wife girlfriend whatever and she posted it you know the bruises on facebook saying look what your boy did to me like you put that online and i'm like yo that's not that's 
it's not that's not gonna work <laughs> online is forever everybody right forever what was that on uh sandlot sandlot forever <laughs> it is man and just learning too so i'm doing a whole lot of listening because mm-hmm. i you know i haven't been married for you know 18 20 years 50 years 46 years whatever the case is right um so i do a lot of listening and the com a lot the common thread is massive communication yes <laughs> massive communication where are we at mm-hmm. we might not be good right now but we just need to i just need to know where you at i need you to know I know you need to probably know where I'm at so we can make sure we're on the same page. Exactly. And we can, you know, probably stir this up, make sure make sure we mix good. Yep. You know what I'm saying? We can't just have, you know, I don't know, it's like a, you know, it's like baking a cake. We just can't have all this, you know, just egg in there, some flour and some sugar and just put it there and that's a, and that's a cake. You got to mix that. You got to mix it up. We got we to come together. Yep. And a lot of people, you, they sept, they, I just noticed because <clears> people <throat> come to me, they, they talk to me a lot all mm-hmm. the time about stuff. You know, what I'm so yeah. I'm like, you know, and it's just, it is just very, very, very. Uh, it's to me, it's just like, why would, like you said, why would somebody say that about their 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 spouse or significant other? I just think people need to get things off of their chest, right? You know, that you know, I just need to tell somebody. Maybe you just need to be alone for a minute. Yes, be alone, collect your thoughts, never make decisions when you're down. You know, well, even even right now, right? Like I, I, you know, I need time to cool down so I don't say because um, I can have a spiteful tongue. So mm. so time is and, quick. And my wife and my wife knows that. So like, if I'm if I stop talking and I walk into another room, she's not pressing me. Like, no, we're gonna have this conversation mm-hmm. now. She lets me calm down and she understands that I don't want to say something that I'm gonna regret. Uh, but on the flip side, my wife's not that way. My wife needs solitude, so she'll write her thoughts down and she'll journal. And that's how she gets it out. And you know what normally happens, Corey, is when we do finally come back together, we both apologize to each other. And we've seen, you know what I mean, like Mm. each other's perspective. And I'm like, hey, I understand why you could be upset. I would be too if I was you. And she's like, you know what? I feel the same way. And dude, and then we hug it out, kiss it out, whatever. And it's all good. But if that's not a conversation you're willing to have with your spouse or anybody for that matter, if you're not willing to have that uncomfortable conversation, it just means that you don't value that relationship. And if you're going to go outside of it, then that's a relationship you're comfortable with losing. Yeah. And so you, you got to take inventory on, you know, the value of that, if any. So no, for me, the one thing that I learned from my wife is whenever it came down for me to make decisions about something, if I'm going to go out somewhere or whatever, put myself in her shoes. And what would she think? If I if if she was doing that, how would I feel? And if I feel some type of way, then I'm not going to do it. Right. You know, I always and then I learned that from her. She's like, what, what, how would you feel if this, you know, or or, you know, since I know her, I've been with her for for a long time. Um, I know how she feels about certain things. So even though I may feel differently since I know how she feels about certain things, I think about, okay, how would she feel about this? Mm, she probably wouldn't like that, so I'm not going to do it. And you'll learn that in time. You'll learn. I know that my wife can't stand Minute Maid orange juice. 
<laughs> you gotta go simply. I know. Simply. Oh, I can't even do simply. It's, really? it's Tropicana all day. Oh, okay. The OG. I, I learned. I learned the hard way. Not orange drink. <laughs> tang. Tang won't work. Right. <laughs> I learned when when she was pregnant with my oldest son. One day she asked me. She said, um, "Can you go get some orange juice?" I was like, "No problem." I went to the store. Orange juice. Orange juice is orange juice. To us, I didn't think nothing of it. I got Minimate. It was on sale. Whatever. Cool. I get it. I come home. I get her the orange juice. She looks at it and freaks out. Like, <laughs> oh, my God. How dare you do this? You don't get this. You know I don't drink this. I'm in my mind. I'm like, you asked for orange juice. I gave you orange juice. But what I learned is that she. She doesn't like Minimate Orange. <laughs> I don't like. So after she calmed down and took a minute and explained that to me, she was like, I'm sorry, because she was having this a moment. She was pregnant. And right. I get it. Right. You know? And then she explained that I, you know, I don't drink Minimate Orange juice and it's all, I've always Tropicana. So I've learned from my son is 13 now. So for 13 years, I knew like from that point on, only Tropicana in the house. Man. <laughs> you, you, you guys ever seen Pulp Fiction? Oh, yeah. You remember that part where Samuel Jackson's eating that dude's burger, big oh, kahuna burger? Yeah. He's eating the burger. He's like, man, I do love a tasty burger. He's like, but my wife's a vegetarian, which pretty much makes me a, a vegetarian. Right. So I haven't had a burger in a while. You yeah. know, it just it made me That's uh, true. think of that what you said. Yeah. That's true. Happy wife, happy life. There That's you funny, go. Man. Um, I'll pivot a little bit, though. Okay. When I was on your Instagram, um, you had a different way of spelling entrepreneur. Ah, you put yeah. N-E-W on there. Yes. Elaborate on that a little bit. Explain that a little bit. So, you know, I, as a coach, you know, I, I tried to develop, like, who is my audience? Who do I want to speak to? I mean, granted, a lot of people, you know, I, I talk to a lot of people from men, women, older, younger, whatever. But I've, I I wanted to niche down my audience. So I wanted to help entrepreneurs, right? But the thing is, even though I've had a couple of businesses, but, you know, at the time, the, the businesses that I had, I've had those a few years ago. So when I started to become a coach, I didn't have a business, but I wanted to help entrepreneurs. But then I said, well, how can I teach people or help people be entrepreneurs if I'm not one. That was, that was my thought. Like, I, I'm not currently, I'm not an entrepreneur right now. Mm -hmm. So I can't help entrepreneurs. But I, even though I've had a business in the past, so I didn't want to help establish entrepreneurs that knew, you know, they knew about LLCs. They knew about profit and loss sheets. They knew all that stuff. I didn't, that wasn't who I wanted to help. I wanted to help the new entrepreneur, the one that's just getting started, that that doesn't know about those things yet. And so I said, well, how can I di distinguish between entrepreneur? And that's when I put the N-E-W. So that stands for the new entrepreneur, the new entrepreneur that's just getting started. Fresh in. Fresh in, like, I want to start a business, but I don't know what, I, what to do. I'm your man. That's I can help you with that. I can help you get started in that business. I can help you figure out what type of business you should start. You know, now once you find that business, you know, how we should go from there, strategic, you know, planning and all that stuff. That's and, getting, and, getting off the ground. Yeah. yeah. And is, is that what led you to the um, to your book? Yes. The 10 step workpreneur, Work, because there's right. a, okay, there's a so, transition, right? Right. From, right. Workpreneur. So 
the is workerpreneur is a, a phrase that I coined uh, because when I wrote my book, I f- completed that book last year. So September 2020 is when it was completed. And when I was thinking about the title, it used to be the 10 step entrepreneur. And it was how to start a business while working a nine to five and balancing life. Right. But again, I, I was I was having some type of I kind of doubted myself. How can again I tell people how to be entrepreneurs? And even though I've done it in the past, you know, I just wanted to be it's just like how can a trainer teach me how to lose weight if they're fat? You know, how can you know, how can someone teach me to be a millionaire, but they've never had a million dollars. So even though I had a business, I would talk to people and they would think that entrepreneurs are people that are have their own business and that are making money in that business. So one of my boys would say, but Corey, you've done that. You know, and I was like, yeah, but I don't want to constantly have to argue with people and validate who I am. Yeah. So I changed it to workerpreneur and coin made my own phrase like no one knows what a workerpreneur is so i'm gonna create that and that's what the workerpreneur the workerpreneur is the person that's starting a business working a nine to five and balancing life so now no one can say well, you're not an entrepreneur but i am a workerpreneur though i've done that and i'm doing that so that's where that came from so that 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 basically came out of uh i mean and, and no no disrespect but a little bit of selfishness like to justify your own yeah. feelings or not have to justify it, it, I guess. it was, it was more so I just didn't honestly, I, I, I had fear. I, I, I was, sure. I was scared that, you know, people would question me mm-hmm. and I knew I have value to give, but I, I felt that people wouldn't get past the front cover of the book because they were like, well, who are you? What well, show me your resume, right. show me your receipts. Right. right? And so that's when that happened because I knew that I had value in the book and people needed to see it. It's just that I wanted to avoid them not opening it because they didn't believe what they saw. Right. So that's where it came from. It's crazy what we do to ourselves as humans, right? Like, uh, and, and Alex can probably relate to this, but I had a similar experience when we first got into our industry and mm-hmm. in, in our business, right? We're in, we're in the financial industry, but I always had this fear like, yo, like I, I don't have a degree. I didn't go to school for this. Um, I haven't been the most financially responsible. Had it not been for my wife, I, like, I wouldn't have had anything really, honestly. Like I would have just been a young, dumb, you know what I mean? Shoot from the hip type of dude. But um, Me too. But I always had that that doubt, you know, like why, why? What value do I have to add? And now seven years into this thing, I'm like, I, I've I've spent more time developing myself, learning this stuff, researching products and, you know, concepts and ideas. And I've seen probably thousands of people now and sat with them and assessed their situation where I have way more experience yep. and knowledge and understanding than somebody who did graduate from a four year university at this stage. Right. Yep. Um, but it's just, I don't know, it's fascinating to me that we do that to ourselves and we are constantly searching for this validation where, you know, I, but only in specific areas, it feels like. I guess this was the point I was trying to make. Like, I'm, I'm old enough now. Alex is not quite there, but I'm old enough now where if I go to the doctor 
it's not uncommon to have a doctor that's younger than me. Right. You know what I mean? Like right. a 30 something. And I'm not questioning their ability to tell me what I need to know. Why? Because there's there there's an expertise there. That's right. right. And uh, but I did that to myself yeah. on the entrepreneur journey and, and, and you did that to yourself as well. So um, Yeah, no, it's it it was it took me a while to really get over and really believe in that no, I do have value. I can share, you know, because because confidence is everything. Mm -hmm. People love somebody with confidence. And and when it comes to being an entrepreneur, you know, there's there's five skills that I believe that all entrepreneurs must have. Right. Oh, it's about mm -hmm. to drop nuggets, man. Get your notebooks. Be ready. Be ready. Number one, the ability to learn. OK, the ability to learn, being open to learning. Right. And that's what you're talking about. Just just learning. Number two, a business strategy. We need to have a business strategy. C, you and that's ABC, right? A, B, C, uh, communication. Right. You need to be able to communicate. You need to be able to communicate. You need to know about sales Four, sales and five. You have to be focused. So if you have those things, the ability to learn business strategy, uh, communication, sales, and focus, those are the key skills that I believe that all entrepreneurs need in order to be successful. And with confidence, when you have that confidence, when you know those things, whatever business or field you're in, that gives you the confidence, you're able to communicate better because you know what you know. Mm -hmm. You're not doubting like, people can see that. People can, when you're, when you're trying to get a sale and you're not confident, People could read right through. Oh, that. heck yeah! <laughs> they could read right through that. Yeah, lack of confidence puts off a lot of energy. Woo! Big time, mm -hmm. big time. So yeah, the confidence piece is huge, and I I didn't have that in the beginning because I was doubting myself. Right. So yeah, I, I think most new people do right. Oh yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, it's walking. It's like walking. <laughs> you know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but also too, um, when it comes to confidence, confident in what you know, but also confident in what you don't. Mm. <laughs> you know, that's a good one too. Uh, because you know, I, some people are really good BSers yeah. as well. Um, but also too, you know, all all the chickens come to roost eventually. You know, eventually you end up out there over your skis. You get a little, too, you get a little too far in the deep end. Um, uh, so being being confident. But also, um, there's there's a fine line between between confidence and and, and cockiness oh, yeah. or over, you know overdoing it. Yeah. Um, but just knowing knowing yourself has when you know yourself, and when you learn yourself and know yourself, I, I believe that establishes a lot of a lot of comp a lot of confidence. Yeah. And being willing to, like you said, being willing to learn and ask questions of people that have been there. Yeah. Um, the, you know, the, is, is huge. You know. The, the first chapter in my book is is, is <clears throat> evaluate yourself, right? Mm -hmm. That's chapter number one, evaluate yourself. And that's that whole self-awareness piece, needing to know who you are. So before you start a business, you need to know who you are. You need to know what you're gifted in. What are your skills? You know, what type of personality do you have? And there's different ways of discovering, you know, who you are. There's lots of assessments out there. Uh or if you don't want to pay for an assessment, you can ask your brother or sister, you know, mom or dad, like, hey, 
for tell Christmas. No, oh, <laughs> go ahead. <laughs> tell, no, but you know, tell me about hey, tell me about myself. What do you, when you see me? What do you what do you see? You know, ask a friend. Like when you see me, do I have you know? Am I a naturally outgoing person? Am I a shy person? You know, because a lot of times we think we know who we are, but you ask a friend, they're like, Nah, you're not like that. You you think you're like that, but you're not. So that's where you know. Uh, having those uh, assessments and I'm certified, I'm certified with the flight assessment and disc assessment where that's one of the things that I do with my clients. That's the first thing that I do. It's like, we need to do an assessment because we need to know who you are and then I can help you from there. And then you start your business from there. Um, Okay. I'm I'm a little curious about that though. Like how, Mm -hmm. how much do you take as far as like, okay, so like people that, or have a long-term relationship with you. You said like your friends, you can ask your friend, like, mm-hmm. am I this way? Um, do you take that with a grain of salt or do, do you really like double down on what they say? Like, for example, like, oh man, I think I'm really good at this. And they're like, no, nah, you suck. Right. Like, mm-hmm. are you mm-hmm. like, okay, change a plan or do like how right. much of that do you? Well, it depends on that individual. Take. It depends on that individual. Like, do they really want to know and, you know, that could be a hard pill to swallow when someone really tells you who you, you who they believe you are, you know, what the public perceives you as. You know, we we know people you you all know people that are really, really nice people, really have a good heart. But maybe their demeanor doesn't show that. And right. so on the outside, people are like, ah, they're mm, they're they're mean, they're this, that, and the other. But no, they're not. You know, they're just a big teddy bear, whatever, whatever. But it depends on that individual on if they want to, if they want to learn and want to grow, they need to be open. Like I said, ability to learn, you know, being, having that openness to learn. So if they really want to learn, they should take that in, not with a grain of salt and say, okay, let me think about that. Maybe I should do this instead then, you know, but having a a coach, having a personal development coach, having a mentor, that's key. You need to have someone that's, there to share with you what you need to know in order to get where you need to go. Okay. You got to have that. Yeah. I didn't know. Again, I didn't have a mentor until 2016. Um, I I didn't, didn't know, you know, I was, I I was asking that for my personal self because I'm like, man, I, I feel like, so there's, I have core values, right. That I don't, you know, strain from, um, they're my foundation, um, are my core values, but I don't show up the same for everybody. Mm hmm. You know, so so, so I can ask the same question to five different people and I'm going to get four or five different answers. Mm, and so I that's why I was asking, like, how much of that does one actually take in? Because, yeah, adapt chameleon, right? Situations and things like that. But certain people know me as the fun guy. Other people might know me as the serious guy. My family knows me as the loving guy. Right. But mm-hmm. it depends on well, what version of me you're getting. And, and, so. and it's, you know, it's the ones that are close to you. That's who you want to ask. Because the people that are closer, they know who you are. Right. You know, even though when, you know, my family laughs at me when I'm at work because I I don't talk the same when I'm at work. Right. <laughs> you <laughs> know, I remember one day they called the job and I answered in my, you know, business voice. And they're like, why are you talking like that? <laughs> Dad, you sound weird, <laughs> you know. But, you know, when we're at home and we're just being ourselves, we just kick it, chill, yeah, whatever, you know, but I'm aware when I'm out, you know, I speak a certain way. 
you yeah. know. So, but they know who I'm really, who I really am. The outside people may see me as this, but the ones close to me know me. So that's who you want to ask. Cool, absolutely, man. Well, so, what would you say in the past? You know, in the past year since you've you know, about a year, two years since you've really delved delve deep into the um, into your business of being a personal development coach. What would you say some of your biggest wins or your biggest win and one of your biggest learns? Ooh, <laughs> good one. Um, <clears throat> I'll say my one of my biggest wins was getting my first client uh, in January of this year. That was a big win for me because I, I was still, you know, still figuring it out. And and it was, you know, I it was, you know, the during during this whole quarantine and all that, you know, a lot of people were getting on, the, you know, the clubhouse platform. Right. Actually, you know, I was talking to Alex about that, you know, and we've been in some rooms back in the day. Right. Um, but from clubhouse is where I started meeting a lot of different people and I started to get on different stages and sell myself and drop some gems and people started reaching out. And so this one young lady reached out and her question or her statement was, I really, what you said really affected me. And I would love to have you as a personal development coach. So I'm like, Ooh, okay. So I, you know, connected with her, contacted her. We talked, I did an assessment with her and I gave her an offer and I was like, kind of just throwing stuff out there. Cause I'd never done it. I'd never had a client before. So I didn't know really what to say. And she was like, no problem. I'll, I'll, I'm in. I was like, Ooh, like, wow, this is my first, like, it worked. <laughs> yeah. I was like, okay. And she was like, what do I do next? I was like, you know what? I'll email you, you know, later on tonight. And I had to figure out what to do. I was like, uh, okay. You had to drop a contract. Uh, yeah, and do all that. I didn't okay. know all that stuff. I was like, okay, contracts. Okay. Google contracts. All right. So, and the crazy thing about it is because she was my first, you know, I was really was trying to figure things out and I was kind of learning as I was going, even though I've been certified, I'd never had a real client. Right. So, I was learning as we were going, but things just started, you know, working, working. And that was in January. We did an eight week, uh, I did an eight week program with her. We finished the eight weeks. She said, hey, let's do it again. And we did another eight weeks, finished that. Say, can I just do a whole year? And I was like, yeah. So I had my first client, I kind of hit a home run with that. I actually have her for a whole year. She paid for a whole year. And so that was the biggest win. And that really gave me the confidence that, oh, I know what I'm talking about now. You know, because if I did not know what I was talking about, she wouldn't have signed up for another eight weeks or whatever. Right. So that was the biggest win. I'll say my biggest lesson, I would say sometimes being overconfident. You know, sometimes I've, 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 for me and my type of personality, you know, I'm a very outgoing, you know, type of person. I love people. But one of those things about me that I've learned, and this is just do, through doing the assessment on myself, is that sometimes I could be a little bit overconfident and believing too much in people sometimes as well. That I believe that everybody's 
a winner. And I believe that, oh, no, we can do it. You know, it's okay. You can, you know, and this even when I was working my regular nine to five and just believing in people that may not have had the skills that I may need it to let go. But I was just like, no, you got it. You got it. You got it. And my bosses are looking at me like, why is that person still there? But I was just like, no, no, he has it. He has it. End up biting me in the butt with that because not only did they not get to where I thought they could, but then found out that they were stealing too. So that that just just killed me. And I was like, man, I put all my trust and like I just believed in everybody that you could do it, but everybody's not a good person. Right. And that person was using me. Like, oh Corey, I'm trying, I'm trying, and he's stealing money behind me. So that was a lesson that I learned that I do need to be more aware that everybody, everybody's not good at heart, you know? So kind of just learn that keep my eye on everybody. Even though I, I trust a lot of people, I'm very trusting, but still got one eye open. Sure. Always keep one eye open. Yeah, have a, nice, have a good filter, having a um, a better uh, character, character assessing character, yeah. having a, a better filter for that because that happens a lot. But I'm, uh, I've been in that, I've had that Especially situation. Happening too. Especially yeah. in business. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Man. Yeah, uh, that was the one. <laughs> oh, man. I, oh, I can't even talk about it on here. <laughs> oh my goodness uh, but man that you know I got, I got a couple more talks about it, but I'll close out with this last one man servant leadership ooh oh wow um, you know and then also John if you had a, another another couple questions but um, servant leadership man so what does servant leadership mean to you putting others first and yourself last that's servant leadership so Whenever I'm in a situation where I'm in a management situation, I always put my team first because I believe that if I make sure that they're taken care of, they then will take care of the client and the client will take care of the business, right? So I always believe that out of all the different types of leadership styles out there, and there's a lot of them, I honestly believe that servant leadership is the one that will win. The, you have... People like Simon Sinek, you know, he, mm. you know, speaker and he, he talks on and he leaders eat last. There you go. Right. Mm. He has that mindset. Um, the CEO at Virgin, Virgin that just went into outer space. Branson. He's a servant leader, you know, um, even in sports, you know, I'm telling you, I learned when I was doing research on servant leadership, the San Antonio Spurs. Their culture is all about servant leadership. So when Duncan, Tim Duncan was winning, you know, during that era when he was winning and Spurs were winning, it was all about servant leadership. And the, the thing is, he's not a very outspoken uh, athlete, but he's about making sure that his team, you know, they get the ball. You know, he gave Tony Parker, you know, the opportunity to shine, you know, Ginobili and all these others. They, he was like, because he, he could have said, this is my team. And the Spurs would have said, okay, this is your team. But he's like, no, bring them on. Because he knew that if I gave them the opportunity to succeed, the whole team would succeed. Mm -hmm. And that was the, the, the culture of the Spurs. So much that everyone always thinks about Michael Jordan, you know, that he's like, oh, MJ, MJ, you know, six rings and all that. But a lot of people don't pay attention that he, was, he didn't have six rings. He didn't start off with six rings. He was losing all the time. Mm -hmm. He was getting beat up by the man, Pistons. Pistons was killing him, killing him. 
And mm. but the thing was, everybody always talked about Mike. I want to be like Mike, you know, the Gatorade, the the McDonald's. And but when Mike realized that the Spurs was winning, he actually followed and saw what they were doing there and said, hmm, OK, servant leadership. So it's not about me. You know what? Let's bring on somebody else. Oh, let's get a Pippen. OK, cool. Let me get a Pippen. Let me get a Rodman. And he let them shine. And when he did that, that's when he started winning. Triangle, baby. There you go. There you go. And so it's that servant leadership that I believe that when you have that type of mindset and that type of leadership style, that that's where winners are. That's my thought on that. Mm, that's interesting, man. Servant leadership. I, yeah, I pulled up a quote. Um, it was from Booker Washington. It was like, if you want to lift up yourself, lift up others. Mm, yep. There it is. You know, uh, and I've learned, especially especially in the field that we're in, the best, some of the best people, man, they care about their. They just they love their people right. hard. They love yeah. them hard. Like they're like man, like 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 they know more about their people's dreams and visions. Yes. And like they know about it. Yeah, you know, and yeah. and they and they remind their people like, look, you told me you wanted to do this. You told me what, here's what we got to do. Yep. Let's do this. But also knowing, too, to discern. I think there's also the final, like we were talking about earlier, not letting people kind of step on, um, take advantage of that as well. So learning when to, you know what? I got to let this one go. Right. So when do we know that? That's that's a tough thing, too. When do we know that? Yeah. No, that's, that's, you know, that I will say that would be the con of being a servant leader is not knowing when to cut it. And that was where I was and when I got burned. So it's having that discernment and I'm like, okay, I got to pull the plug on this one. You know, so, yeah, I agree with you on that. Absolutely, man. Shoot. Man, well, I love it. The dude. greatest servant leader was Jesus Christ there himself. You there you go. Right? Uh-oh. He was washing the feet preach, of, preach. Uh, of his disciples. Um, and even some of them he knew were going to, um, do you know what I mean? Yep. He knew it. He knew they were going to betray him and they were going to, uh, you know, not acknowledge their relationship with him and yep. stuff. And he still did it. So, yeah, I mean, in, in, in our world, got to cut some people off for sure for right. your own sanity. But uh, but I think it's a beautiful thing that you stay servant and not and not get tainted by yeah. by because I think there's more good than there is bad. I agree. Um, I agree. Absolutely. So, Especially yeah, you have that vision and you know where you're going, the overall vision of where you're going. You know there's going to be some people that are going to be with you. You know some people are only going to be here for a season. That's right. Know when it's like, oh, well, True. I guess that season was up. And knowing when to let go and yeah. not let – Not let it devastate you, right? Not like, let you it devastate you. attachment to that. Yeah. Sure. You know? Yeah. No, you know, when you said that, you know, there's there, people are in our lives for a season, a reason, and a lifetime. We have mm-hmm. those that are in our, in our lives that, that, you know, we got those that we grew up with in elementary school, you know, they're, they're our boys or our homegirls or whatever. We may not talk to them as much now, but they're, they're always going to be our homegirls, our homeboys, right? But then we have people that come in our lives that they're in, in our lives for a, a reason, you know, they're, they're there. They're, there's a guy that came into my life that showed me the whole entrepreneurial world that I wasn't aware of and taught me how to look at P&Ls, broke down spreadsheets, talked about all these different things, numbers and knowing your numbers and knowing profits and loss and all that stuff. 
And for that year and a half, about I say three years, we were together like all the time. And he's moved. He's moved on to another state. But he was he was the one that showed me and opened that door of of entrepreneurship. So that was that was a reason, you know. And then there's those that are there for a season, you know. It may be a ten year season or a twenty year season that yo, this is your homeboy, this is your girl, this down the other, but you know, married and this down the other, and we kind of move our separate. We're kind of cool, still cool, but that was a season where it was just oop, me and my boy. Sorry about that. <laughs> yeah, you're good. You're good. You know? The energy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so yeah. So yeah. It's it's a season, a reason, and a lifetime. Absolutely, yeah, man. Absolutely. I like that. I feel like I feel like that's a that's a that's a high point right there. Yeah. You know, to go ahead and go and wrap wrap it up, man. But I think, man, today was amazing. No. Today was solid. Got some great insight, man. Appreciate you coming through. Oh. Uh, anytime, man. Where, where where could they find you? Absolutely. Oh man. I'm I'm really that's big your camera right there. There we go. Boom. I'm really big on IG. Uh Corey with the hat. And that's Corey C O R E Y. They're probably gonna put something up down here up here showing where it is and all yes, that sir. stuff but it's with the hat i'm always with the hat it's funny if i don't wear the hat then people don't know who i am so i'm leaving on all the time um so definitely ig facebook Corey curtis uh linkedin is Corey curtis as well c-u-r-t-i-e-s um and then also we're gonna get a book coreycurtis.com coreycurtis.com you go coreycurtis.com c-o-r-e-y C-U-R-T-I-E-S dot com. Everything's on there. The book, the quotes, testimonials, interviews, is all there. So yeah, definitely check it out. Absolutely, cool. man. Well, man, today was today was a doozy. Today was a doozy, it. man. Amazing. Uh, so just remember, man, no pressure, no diamonds, catch us, you know, nowhere to catch. We're on all the major platforms, man. Uh please, please, please. Please check us out. Like, subscribe, comment, share this podcast with a friend. Uh, this one, you know, is very, very valuable in my opinion. Uh, yeah, I agree. Sure. I mean, I think there's a lot of our listeners uh, that are also in that transition. Some of them have already transitioned to full entrepreneurship. Some of them are in that transition or trying to figure out how to go from a nine to five, break that chain, mm-hmm. and get into that financial freedom and freedom of time. And so I think them checking out your book yeah. and continuing to tune into this podcast. That's actually our entire mission uh, and our vision with this is to help everybody that's up and coming and, and, and looking to make that move um, develop in some way, shape or form. And so if we've added some value, like my guy Alex said, like, share, subscribe and check us out and check out Corey. Smash that like button, man. We appreciate it. Hey, without no further ado, no pressure. No diamonds. Let's get it.